You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Seven great ways to build rapport with estate agents. Now, a lot of people that I've spoke to over the last couple of years, there seems to be a a kind of common theme of fearfulness around estate agents. Now, at the end of the day, they're just individuals just like you and I. And I can actually hold my hands up to saying that at the beginning of my journey, I was actually one of the investors that was quite fearful to even speak to an estate agent, even just to call them on the phone. And I'm not 100% certain as to actually why that was. But can you can you um, you know resonate with that as well? Is that something that you struggled with, Rob, at the beginning of your journey? Yeah, to an extent. I'm I'm not a fan of dealing with estate agents anyway. They're like Man United fans. I don't like dealing with them, <laughs> to be fair. And that's probably just pissed off about a billion people plus around the world. Yeah, at the start it could be quite daunting. It can be quite daunting. But yeah. once you get over the hump of doing it, it doesn't. It's not that bad. It you know, property is a people business. It doesn't really matter if you're dealing with solicitors, brokers, estate agents, lands agents. If you've got that degree of, or a decree even of dealing with people, yeah. Once you've done it a couple of times, it's not that bad. Yeah. To be fair, but it's not something I personally enjoy doing too much. Yeah, I think it's just initially breaking and down them barriers, um, and again, like you said, the communication barriers because sometimes estate agents come across um, as being quite abrupt. Because at the end of the day, the amount of people they come across on a day-to-day basis that says, hello, I'm another investor in the area, and then they give you that kind of sigh or that silence, that silent treatment on the phone. And it's just because they know that a lot of them don't actually action anything that they do, and they're just wasting their time, essentially. So I suppose that sometimes that can be quite quite daunting as well when you're getting that kind of response from them. Yeah, it can be. The worst sound that you can hear is... <sighs> If you hear that sound, you've 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 gone you've gone terribly wrong. Well, this is why we come up with this episode. This is why we come up with this this whole idea of estate agents aren't the most ridiculously difficult people to build rapport with. You can build rapport with them. Again, you've got a bit of gift of the gab, a bit yeah. of a bit of everything does help. But these seven key things will put you in good stead. Number one, it's better to go in in person so they can put a face to their name. Yeah. So um, we've got loads of different examples throughout this podcast, but hypothetically. Let's just say you're investing in Sunderland and you live in, in London, for, for argument's sake. So if you know that you're going to invest in Sunderland, okay, yet there are going to be times where you might need to call an estate agent. That's fine. But at some point, if you're visiting your investment area, you're going to, you're going to pop in and speak to estate agents. Just from experience, it's better to pop in when you can, where you can. They could put a face to the name. It's just a lot easier. I, that's why it's point number one. It's just one of those sort of oddly weird things, but works. Yeah. They could put a face to their name. Yeah, 100%. And this is something that I've uh, practiced since I've started my investment journey. And actually going in and meeting them face to face, it helps you to open up that kind of relationship. And then when you're dealing with them on the phone, it just opens up that communication. So it's a lot straight cut, a lot easier moving forward. Yeah, that's a shadow of a doubt. And if you know point number two, if you know what you want and what you're after, that's really going to help as well. As you say, Matt, there's nothing worse than, you know, if being on the receiving end of someone chatting to you and saying, oh, yeah, I'm an investor. It's like, yeah, great, well done. 
Exactly. But if you can go in there and say, like, hey, you know, my name's Dave, looking to buy some property up here. I'm after two or three bed properties that in these particular areas have what have you got on what have you got on the market? That's going to position you head and shoulders above other people because you're going in there sort of with a sense of purpose. Yeah. I'm after this. And we've touched on that in previous episodes. Speak to your lettings agents first. Find out where the demand is and then go to your estate agents and then, you know, put two and two together. So if you know what you want, what you're after, that's going to help you without a shadow of a doubt. And to kind of back what Rob's just said up as well, take in a hunting brief. So for those who aren't aware of what a hunting brief is, it's basically a description of your criteria. Um, So a specific area, specific type of property, um, and just be able to explain that hunting brief when you're in the estate agents. Again, as as Rob just mentioned, is going to put you in a total different kind of category to, um, you know, an amateur, so to speak. So that takes us on to number three. So build a rapport with one key person within the estate agency. Now, it's always good to build relationships with everybody within the agents, but if you can pick one person, whether that's the um, top sales manager, sales negotiator, whatever that may be, and befriend them and kind of become on... um, Good terms, basically. It's normally going to be the sales negotiator yeah. in, in all, all the senior sales. Yeah. I, why do I keep giving myself S's? But it's normally going to it's normally going to be that person. Yeah. And and just be, be befriend them. And having one point of contact is going to be a lot easier than having everybody ringing you and messages getting lost and you know things not getting followed up. It's just going to make your life a lot easier moving forward, and it's going to be more positive to be able to get you them deals coming through. And the generalisation here is that the person that you're going to need to build that rapport with is going to be towards the back of the office, if not at yeah. the back Hiding of, away. of the office. Yeah, absolutely, because you've got to deal through all the frontline staff first. But if you can build a rapport with that, that person, again, it's more than likely going to be the senior sales negotiator, as it's going to put you in better stead. It takes on to number four. So be consistent when checking in. If you can get into the estate agents, as we've mentioned in number one, then that is more advantageous, obviously, to keep that building, that relationship as you go. If you can't, for whatever reason, if you are living in London but investing in Sunderland, then over the phone, as long as you've met them in person at least once, it's going to help you, obviously, keep that relationship going uh, and it's going to make things a lot easier for you um, in communication as well. Absolutely. Just check in every, every time. So whether it's every two weeks, whether it's every month, as long as you're visiting the same agents or ringing the same agents, just keep checking in, keep them, keep the motor ticking over, provide your hunting brief as you say, Matt, great idea. They know what you're after. Just keep reminding them what you're after. It's a long burner, this one. It don't happen overnight, but again, it does work. It's about becoming memorable to the estate agents, essentially. You know, if you, if you're checking up every week, you know, they'll start speaking about you and Mm. fingers crossed it'll be positive stuff. Um, but that's going to come into our later one, number seven, um, about obviously being able to uh, talk the talk as well as walk in the walk. But that's where you've just got to keep building the relationships, be consistent, and it will eventually bear the fruit. Talking of fruits, you bring in some fruity donuts. Do fruity donuts even exist? I'm not actually sure. We can oh. uh, definitely look that one up. That's a Google job, I think. But yeah, number five, you know, bring in some donuts or cookies or cakes or something. You know, we don't have to go in and, and, and bribe 
estate agents. Well, you do, pretty right. much. Fair enough. But it does work. You know, we joke about it. But this does work. So every every now and then, go in, taking some Krispy Kremes or Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, maybe taking some cake, biscuits, cookies. Or even try taking in a cute little puppy. Uh, yeah, I've not tried that, but does it work? Well, I've heard uh, on the great van that it does. Oh, well, there you are then. Well, there you are. See, to all our listeners out there, go and start flooding your estate agents with, with puppies and <laughs> see what happens. Or but, cats. You could even try cats again. <laughs> yeah. Well, taking an animal of some sort. Anyway, the this does work. This does work. And it's also key if you or when you complete on a deal from the agency as well. So, again... You don't have to do it, but if you've been bought a lead by an agent, you've completed on, you know, a deal and so forth. You don't have to do necessarily donuts, cakes, or cookies. You might bring in a, an expensive bottle of wine or a bottle of champagne as a thank you, because that token, fifty, sixty pound gift. Again, if someone knows they're going to be rewarded like that, it depends how each everyone works. You just don't know. But if you're out there doing it, it's going to make you more memorable, as you say, Matt. And that's, you know, that's why we've put that in there. Also helps, moving on to number six, if you give them leads as well. So there's going to be at some points when you're dealing with property that you might not be able to help someone yourself and the best option might be to go to an estate agent and get them to sell the property. Well, if that's the case, again, an easy way to build rapport. If you can give leads to estate agents, you know, the law of reciprocity would suggest that over time, if you're giving them stuff, they're going to give you stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that could be in the form of, you know, properties that haven't hit the market yet and you're the first person to look around them or, you know, potentially off-market deals, that, that sort of thing. So it's, it's give and take, as with anything in life. And then number seven, as I briefly touched on earlier, so being able to talk a good talk and walk the walk as well. You know, at the end of the day, as we mentioned earlier on, when the typical investor comes into a, or walks into an estate agent, then chances are they are going to get that, another one of them. So by actually backing up what you've talked about, you know, and taking the action, that is, again, that's what's going to make you more professional than an amateur who just comes in and just essentially wastes their time or wastes their time in their eyes, essentially. Especially when you get given, um, not just a lead, but especially when you get an offer accepted. That's when that's you when have to walk begins. the walk. Yeah, that's when you have to walk the walk because there's going to be nothing worse than if you're in talking a talk, bringing donuts, doing this, providing your hunting briefs, or you get you get an offer accepted and then you do nothing about it because you, you I don't know you haven't got your finance backed up or whatever it may be. Well, you're just burning bridges from the onset straight away. All that relationship and all that time you put into building relationships, you just pretty much just burnt it. Spot on, and that's what you that's what you don't want to do. That's why walking the walk is crucial. And we, should, we should chuck in a bonus. We're chucking a bonus. Yeah, we're just quickly touching on that one as well. Estate agencies do talk as well, mm. just to let you know. So if something happens uh, with a particular property, you know, you pull out last minute or it falls through because you didn't have the finances in place or whatever it may be, then estate agents do talk to one another. So be careful because that will have a snowball effect when it comes to dealing with other agents as well. But yeah, let's let's um, give them a bonus. Feeling, ch- feeling a bit bonus. sassy. Well, hey, okay, let's chuck in a bonus. When you're submitting your offers, best practice would be to put them in writing and to explain why you've offered what you've offered. So let's just say there's a property on the market for £75,000. It needs a lot of work and you're going to go in and lowball 45. 
for example. Now, if I was on the receiving end of that over the phone, I'd be throwing my toys out of the pram as an agent, if that was me. But if you put it in writing, again, you create yourself a template if necessary, so you don't have to keep writing out every single time. But if you say, look, read the property, really interesting property, so forth. However, my offer is X, or £45,000 in this case, because of X, Y, and Z. Again, the agent's probably going to have a similar response to that. But if you can justify your offer every time, again, that's just going to help you and it's not going to burn those bridges, yep. as you say, Matt. And that, that, that is fundamental to being able to provide or build good rapport of agents. And I think adding to that as well, it makes the estate agent's life so much easier because at the end of the day, if you're giving them low ball offers and they're getting quite a few of these on a daily basis and they have to relay this back to the uh, the vendor, and not only that, they've also got to do um, paperwork to put all this on file. So they can break it down to the vendor and give them a step-by-step reason as to why you've come to that particular um, that price or that offer. Um, it's going to make their life a lot easier by putting that to the vendor. Should we go for a summarise? Yep. Uh, I'll let you crack off for once. I always do a summary. You crack on. <laughs> I'll do the summary for once then. So, number one, always try and get into an estate agent and meet them face-to-face rather than just speaking on the phone. Number two, know what you want and what you're after. So, taking a hunting brief. Number three, build a rapport with one key person within the estate agency. That's probably going to be the senior sales negotiator, yeah. as we said. Number four, be consistent when checking in, whether that's every week, every two weeks, whether it's going in in person or whether it's going on the phone, just be consistent with checking in. And again, that just helps you to become uh, memorable and recognized. And number five, taking some donuts, cookies, whatever it may be, or even try a puppy. And I'd love to hear how you get on with that because that'd be great. Number six, if you can't do anything with a particular lead that you've got yourself, pass it on to an agent the law of reciprocity, you know, it will come back in some way. And number seven, talk the talk and walk the walk. And the bonus one, explain your offers, ideally in writing over email, uh, that will help the agents as well. So don't be daunted by estate agents. Go in, enjoy it. It's all part of the investing experience. And get out there and, and build rapport with agents. Have fun doing it.